Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Robin Schooling, and I'm pleased to welcome uh, my guest today uh, because he has just extensive experience working with HR technology for global organizations um, and with HR and, and talent teams and organizations of all sizes. And I couldn't think of anyone more perfect to kick us off today because we're going to be talking about the building blocks and foundations of an HR tech stack. So please join me in welcoming our guest, Caleb Fullhart. Senior Vice President of Technology Consulting with Cielo. Caleb, welcome back to Drive Through HR. And the crowd goes wild. The crowd goes super <laughs> wild. Thanks for having me. Uh, and 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 for those who don't know, because this is what makes it also super extra special fun. Um, Caleb and I worked together for oh my gosh, like five years. Um, yep. Through a, through a couple iterations of an organization and an acquisition and. Boy, the stories we can we can tell. We can not being tell. recorded, of course. <laughs> not recorded. Not recorded. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm really looking forward to this to this series um, that we're going to be doing, and and certainly this conversation today because we're really starting with the the foundational elements of thinking about technology, and and that is. Um, I like to throw around the word tech stack because it makes me sound, you know, like I really know what I'm talking about. But it's uh, it's good shorthand, right? And we're talking about the 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 need to think about your technology in- infrastructure. Um, so what what are the essential components that HR professionals should think about when they're thinking about technology infrastructure and how those components work together to support the business goals, the organization's goals, um, and HR's goals? Yeah, that's a, a great question. Um, good way to kick it off. Um, I think, you know, the you have to consider, to go in the right order, you should be looking at your business and organizational goals first, and then lining your tech stack up underneath that based on the functionality of the tools that you want to put in place. A lot of um, projects start out with, uh, hey, this is this really cool tool. We want to add it without ever looking at like, okay, but what problem is it going to solve for your business? Uh-huh. Um, you know, when we do a lot of assessments, you know, we'll do a tech stack assessment and, you know, hey, what are all the things that you use and how do they all work together? And there's always 20% of that list that's, oh, we have licenses for that, but we never use it. And it's it's a, a lot of the reasoning that comes out of that is the 
well, we thought it was going to solve a problem, but it really didn't solve the problem. So we don't use it, but we have a two year agreement. So it, it's a, uh, I, I think beginning, you know, the, the old cliche began with the end in mind, find out mm-hmm. what it is you need to deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, I always recommend kind of put it on a three year plan. Um, just because about every three years, you should assess where your business is at. Um, if you're growing at a high clip, what works for you today and tomorrow might not work in a year and a half, two years. So that's, you know, it's a um, be mindful of where your business is going before making the decisions. Yeah. And it's very, it's so very easy to get caught up in the the shiny new thing and um, you know, go and wander the expo hall, I, I, you know, at Unleash or HR tech conference or, or pick an event yeah. and yeah, there's cool stuff. And wow, wouldn't that be fun to bring that in and play with that? And, you know, oh, here's this really nifty, um, you know, solution for what is perhaps a very minuscule problem. Right. Um, so, so I like your 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 focus on thinking about what's the problem. To solve. Right. Yeah. It, it's and it, it's you know you, there's no it, HR tech goes through this you know expansion acquisition expansion acquisition phase just like every other industry and I I think you know there's a lot of smart people working on smart HR tech it just might not solve the problem you need to solve. Right. Um, you know, and, and that goes into, you know, your assessment process. Um, when we're helping on tech assessments, the first thing we're doing is discovery on what the issues are, whether mm-hmm. it's you know, top of funnel talent acquisition, whether it's, you know, clunky offer letters to, you know, we can't onboard them quickly. Yeah. Um, it, it's putting that framework into your assessment on tools will help you spend the proper amount of money yeah. to solve the problem versus, you know, making decisions on stuff that aren't going to do anything for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think part of that also becomes um, remembering that each, each organ, you know, each organization is you is unique in what their problems are and each and and things are very industry specific too. sometimes to think about. Um, I, I can recall joining a organization once upon a time that had a very, you know, high volume hiring of hourly employees. I mean, just massive, you know, requisitions, multiple requisitions were open, evergreen requisitions all the time. Um, And the ATS that was in place and that had been used for years was one that was geared towards, even at the outset, was geared towards more um, knowledge workers, kind of white collar, professional sort of level candidates, and was very off-putting to, um, you know, someone looking to work in, in you know, a, a, a hospitality role type of sure. thing. Yep. And so... There had been as I as I got there, lifted up the layers and dove into it, and really discovered that um, th- there really had not been a lot of consideration done uh, or given to who really all the end users were going to be of this. It was a bunch of years before a bunch of HR folks ultimately had sat around a room and this looks neat and oh this is great, 
you know, when we're hiring and we want resumes and this, that, and the other thing, but um, it had not been tested or, or put in place to solve the problems of, of getting folks in top of funnel and getting yep. through the process. Um, so they really did not approach it from what's our problem right. at all. Um, right. And the problem in that industry. Um, so yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's a, there's unique solutions out there. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, you know, so that's thinking about software, right? Um, uh, and kind of software solutions. Um, uh, how do how do software solutions and hardware solutions go hand in hand? And and what are you know when thinking about technology, what what are some of the factors to determine and and help choose what the right software and hardware solutions are. Um, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, you know, there's a, a lot, you know, the HR industry has been moving towards the cloud at a pretty good clip for the last 30 years. So, it, you know, it's your hardware piece is not um, being made in the HR tech stack that's generally being uh -huh. made in the IT side of things, um, but you definitely want to understand limitations. Um, you know, especially when it comes to reporting, because a lot of if you're tying together an intricate uh, solution of different technologies, it's difficult to get one report in one place mm -hmm. <laughs> where you mm -hmm. need it. So we've been doing um, building out more and more HR data lakes. Um, so it's pulling in all of the various uh, data sources into one spot. Uh -huh. and run reporting off of that. And that is typically done, you know, on a in-house, uh, whether it's, you know, the data is going to an SFTP server um, or, or whatnot, but it, it's um, the hardware decisions um, probably don't have as big an impact on the HR tech, spac tech stack just uh -huh. because of how much cloud-based tools there are. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not, you know, you're not throwing loss in on-prem, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you need a database that you plug into, you know, in a cold room in the back of the building. Um, there's less and less of that from uh, the HR piece. Yeah. Um, what, how, how does storage tie into that? And, and I guess, what are some of the questions that, um, that HR staff, should ask their technology providers in terms of where things are stored. Yeah, I mean that that's probably more of a security piece to it. Okay. I think um, you know when we're doing uh, security, it, it all comes down to access control, right? What are okay. you able to see versus what are you able to modify? Um, and most systems are set up that set up that way from a security standpoint, where you can customize it. Um, for those two components, right? You yeah. get to modify or just view, or you can't see anything, I guess is the third option. But okay. it, it's the storage piece of it with cloud-based programs, most of the storage is going to be on the uh, your, your provider, your vendor, yeah, uh, because they're going to house the data. So you if, if you are... <sighs> Be very cognizant of security protocols in the tools you are purchasing, um, both from a compliance standpoint. If you're, you know, 
if you need to worry about GDPR, which is making its way, I think to California already and Colorado, yeah. like it, it's there's a lot of the similar, you know, the data protection and the the responsibilities of these vendors and and the people purchasing the vendors to comply with that um, that level of security and and being able to, you know, be wiped clean mm -hmm. uh, if they need be. So understanding those processes and working with your you know IT security team is is important to understand. Yeah. A lot of the systems are redundant systems. So you have, you know, backups of your backups. Well, if somebody, you know, the GDPR, if somebody says, erase me, I want out, you need to erase them from all of those places. Right. So making sure you stay compliant can it gets more difficult, but work with mature vendors that have it figured out. Mm -hmm. So that's certainly one of the security challenges, if you will, to overcome. Um, are there any other security or, or networking challenges that arise um, ongoing, but but especially during implementation? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the, the security piece and implementation usually goes one of two ways, depending on what you're putting in or and who's putting it in for you. So if you know, we do a lot of work on Workday and, you know, each security uh, implementer has their own bias on how security should be set up. You have ones that will be like, it's, you know, very loose and lots of people can see and modify lots of things. And then you have ones that are, it's extremely tight. And every time you try to run a report, you have to ask for another permission because it's, you know, they're, they're, they're not giving you what you need in the first place. I think it, the balancing act in security is giving the person the right data to do execute on their job, but not more. Yep. And that just, it, it, it's easier to manage and it keeps your system clean. Um, when you get into a thousand different custom roles, it becomes a giant mess and, and a ball to untangle. So yeah. I, I think the, the balancing act of, what is the right level of security for us as a company is the question that needs to be answered. And again, you know, these, a lot of these tools are uh, firewalled, you know, they have logins, they, they have their own security measures. It's how are you and the HR professional interacting with the different tools? Mm -hmm. And there's the integrations, right? So we, you know, you have an integration coming in, um, you know, it's putting the data there, who can see it? Yeah, yeah. And just because you have, you know, 300 people on your HR team doesn't mean you need 300 individual and distinct right. user profiles. Right, right. <laughs> Nor do you need 300, you know, system admins. Right. right. Of it. so it's, it's, you know, it's put one or two different levels in each functionality and you're generally in good shape, right? So you have somebody who's, you know, the key stakeholder is an admin and can do and change anything that they need to. And then you have an analyst that can view and run reports as needed. Yeah. Like that's, that will get you, I would say 66% of the way yeah. for one of those, you know, your, your benefits and learning and recruiting those types of things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just to keep your data manageable. Um, you know, one of the things that, that you mentioned early on was the, uh, you know, when, when, when deciding how to 
you know, put your infrastructure together. It's thinking about the problems you're going to solve, um, but also think about what works today and what what you're going to need tomorrow as well. Right. So when you look at thinking about the future, when you look at thinking about being scalable, um, having technology that's flexible, that can accommodate that future growth and, and changes in the organization. How do you go about doing that? What are some things to think about um, so that you're not just looking at right this moment, but you are anticipating the future? Yeah, I think it, it's um, when you're doing like a total solution overall, it's having, uh -huh. an, you know, having if your company has like a three-year plan, right? What does that three-year plan look like? What it, it, If we miss it by 20% or we beat it by 20%, where are we likely to be in the next three years? And that's where you're planning it is a solution today might not be a solution tomorrow. Uh -huh. And it, it's, there, a lot of companies sell like, oh, we're just one solution, right? Like you're a one-stop shop, right? Yeah. The one-stop shop never works for everything. Yeah. It's not one-stop shop. Um, but as you're putting tools in and out you can easier manage you know like there's some tools that are you can do month to month there's some tools that you can do one year contracts yeah your ones are three years because it's so much money and effort they don't they want you locked in for at least three years um and you typically stay with those there's not a ton of rip and replace mm -hmm. uh, you, you know there's there are rip and replace projects but they don't happen as frequently because of again these three-year deals you might have right. You know, somebody might put in core HCM at workday, but then add on, you know, benefits and recruiting or advanced payroll later, and and then they yeah. do that. So it, it it's a being mindful of how your organization works is probably going to be the best um, roadmap to how you approach it. Um, again, there's there's tools that are designed for small companies, and there's tools that are designed mm -hmm. for medium companies, and there's tools that are designed for enterprise. Mm -hmm. And as you move through that progress and the company succeeds and, you know, gets bigger or to the size that they want to get, um, you know, that's when you, um, you know, reassess your roadmap. I always recommend, I always recommend have a roadmap, number one. Yeah. yeah. Number two, uh, look at it every six months or so, right? Just assess, like, are we moving in that direction? You know, when are contracts up? Those types of things. It's an, uh -huh. it's an iterative process as uh -huh. the company goes through growth. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of, you know, taking a look at the, um, you know, operationalized aspects of, uh, let me look at this roadmap, where we are, what we're doing. Um, there's also then making the decision, well, you have to maintain your infrastructure, and then you might be faced with, well, when is it time to upgrade infrastructure uh how do those two things weave into um into this into the plan really and and into the roadmap and what you're looking at regularly yeah i think you know when we get pulled into those projects it's generally because of pain it's, mm -hmm. whether it's growing pains shrinking pains 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 it's usually like this isn't there there hits a point in uh management and they just say this is not working the way we needed to anymore and that's when they start the assessment being mindful i mean to get more proactive 
be mindful of, you know, the feedback you're getting, right? Because from a talent acquisition side, recruiters are not quiet. Right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> they, you know, so listen to them, um, you know, and, and, a, and anyone that uses the tool, the, the feedback is, is important. Yeah. Because you're, you're, the, the more the chatter starts ramping up mm-hmm. is probably the, when you're getting to a point of scalability where you might need to look at some changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're going through, a, you know, you're talking like top of funnel for talent acquisition. If you're not getting your top of funnel and you're going through, you know, strong growth, um, mm-hmm. you know, nurses are in demand, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you're a medical system and you, you know, you need to hire a thousand nurses. You know, if you don't have but 10 applying a day, you're never going to hit that goal. Yeah. So, you know, what do you do or what tool do you use to target nurses, right? Yeah. How do you put that into your HR tech stack so it all works seamlessly? Yeah. Is it an integration or is it just we log into this one over here and cut and paste it over there? Yeah. Well, and I think I think one of the key elements of that listening regularly becomes um you know, again, every, every six months, whatever, whenever, you know, set it as a, as a part of the cycle that we're going to, I'm, I'm the head of, you know, HRIS, let's say in my organization, um, to go out and, and check in with and listen and observe and ask my end users, all the HR business partners, all the recruiters, whoever it is, um, how is the system working for you? What do you, what did we not have that you wish we had? Um, what are the, the typical processes you go through and, and are there any disconnects with that? And I think you'll uncover then one of two things, either the system is not meeting the needs because there is this, oh, we have to go out of the system to do this. And, you know, there's excess work or it's not solving this problem, or you may discover that people, the system could do it but the users have not been sufficiently trained yep. or don't know how to use it. And so that gives them that opportunity as well to go in and say, okay, hey, everybody, we, you know, we've heard that this is a common complaint, but you know, Acme technology can in fact do this. So let's have a you know a class, a one-on-one, whatever it may be. Yeah. And I think, you know, and paying attention to vendor upgrades is important. Right. So, right. I mean, you're having, I mean, you don't want to occupy all your time, but you should have quarterly, every six months, have a call with your sales client success person. Listen yeah. to what's coming. You know, every HR tech company has a roadmap, right? Yeah. That they, you know, oh, it's coming. It's on the roadmap, air quotes. Yeah. Um, you know, insert safe harbor statement here, but it's find out what's actually real and coming. And if, yeah. it's, if, if it has the potential to solve a problem or they're adjusting the code to solve your problem, then, yeah. you know, I mean, then it's, you know, if you have an established relationship with somebody, then you're checking in every time, you can actually get more stuff done with them too. Like, hey, have you thought about doing this? Yeah, we thought about it. Mm-hmm. How is it going to be live? Because we really need it. And, right. you know, it, it gives you the real life perspective to them. I so. um, I have a, I have a, I have an HR tech horror story from uh, many years ago, which, when I explain the technology, you'll understand why it was many years ago or that it was. Um, I joined a I joined a company once, and 
HR and, and payroll was done by finance, but of course we, um, you know, use the same system and, you know, the, the typical, right, HR enters and payroll verifies kind of, you know, internal controls. Um, and the system we were using seemed to be um, like there were things missing, right? Because I had never used the system before. So I kind of went through some demo, you know, trainings and whatnot. And I was like, but ours, ours is not doing this. What is, what is going on? Talk, uh, talk to the rep at the company. No, 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 it does. Well, I, I apparently yours, I don't know why yours is not updated. You know, the entire system does X, Y, Z. Uh, come to find out that the predecessor um, in my role had gotten, this is how you could tell how long ago it is, right? Um, had gotten the, uh, this was on-premises uh, system, had had gotten the disks and whatnot to do updates. For the updates, yeah, and never did and them. put them in their desk drawer. <laughs> and, and it was a desk drawer I had not even gotten into yet. And so there was, you know, two years, you know, not that long, but, you yeah. know, a good year's worth of updates to the system that were sitting there and had not been updated. So, yeah, it's good to pay attention to the updates. Yeah. So um, I think I think we have less and less on that these yeah. days, of course. Yeah. Thank goodness. But yeah, I mean, good heavens. Um, right. Growing pains, growing pains. Um so I kind of want to wrap up with with a question that speaks to measuring success. Um, when you are um, especially looking at um, an implementation, oh, it could be anything, but but looking at an implementation or looking at the success of perhaps the overall tech stack, is it doing what it should do? Um, yeah. What should you track? What what are good things for HR to kind of put on their dashboard um, and pay attention to that ensure the rest of the organization that uh, that our tech infrastructure is meeting the needs of the company? Yeah, I think I'll talk to the implementation because that's a little bit more cut and dry because you're you know you're going live with the system. Mm-hmm. The critical piece of of any implementation of technology is realize it's going to take longer than you expect it to, um, and it's going to take more internal effort than mm-hmm. um, you're expecting it to. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, if you have a good internal project manager, use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think when you have when we've come to the, I call it the rescue to a project, generally what has happened is when they're building out the timeline for implementation, they completely disregard that they're testers and the people that are going to be giving, you know, uh, decisions on like foundational issues and processes. Have regular jobs. <laughs> have regular jobs. And that job takes them 40 hours a week. Yeah. So you're going to sit there and say, hey, okay, you know, payroll manager, I'm now going to add 10 hours a week onto it, but they still have 40 hours a week. And if they run a payroll every other week, it's 50, 60 hours every other week, right? Like it's a, be uh, gentle on yourself when doing the the timelines, because once you get going, once you have that expectation set on when stuff's going to get done, it gets chaotic. Yeah. 
the first thing that generally um, gets discounted or blown over, like they'll do the testing. Testing will happen, yeah. but it's not as thorough as it probably should yeah. be because there's a thousand other things that they have to do to get done today. Yeah. You know, it's we're HR is in the people business. And uh, as I always like to say, it's the most inherently flawed product in the world because they're people. (laughs) (laughs) We make up our own minds. We do our own things, right? Like even if it's in the handbook, don't do this. They're still Mm going to, someone's still going to do it. Uh, And and you have to manage your, your running you know, payroll is what, 50%, they say, of, of you know, uh, the cost of running. Yeah. And you need to, when emergencies happen, emergencies happen, and they don't care about timelines and deadlines yeah. projects. Yeah. Realize that those things are going to happen and plan accordingly mm-hmm. um, just so you can get done. I mean, I think from a, a success standpoint, it's, you know, how did go live and hypercare Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go from plan, right? Mm-hmm. So here is that time when developers stop developing, everything yep. signed up on. It's just break fix work done as yep. quickly as possible as you yep. have people living in that system, right? Yeah. So it, it's making sure there's not a that testing piece, especially the user acceptance testing mm-hmm. in a project, is your solution to not having a bad hypercare and go live, having yeah. it but over plan. Um, you know, from a metrics perspective, it's, uh, I would just say user adoption is probably the biggest key mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. So the change management training, um, you know, making sure everyone is prepared for that switch to get flipped. Yep. Live. And in one of our upcoming episodes in our series uh, this month, we actually will be taking a bit of a dive into user adoption and change management and how to make sure it's successful. So um so we'll we'll get the opportunity to really really dive into that. Um, yeah, you know it's um, the, I've worked. You know, I started off the show saying I've worked with you for many years, although I never, other than our internal ones, I never got involved in any tech implementations. Um, <laughs> but you know, as we wrap up the show, um, uh, I, I want to give you the opportunity because I love the way that you have always expressed the work that you do, no matter, no matter the company shingle or the company name that that's hanging, uh, you know, that you're hanging your hat on. Um, And, uh, you know, how do you describe what you do? Because you kind of got to it in that answer to that last question, but kind of your role, how you see your role with, with companies. A client once called, called us the the uh, buyer's agent in a real estate transaction. And I will not, I looked at her cockeyed and I'm just like, huh? And she goes, you know, when you buy a product and you have an implementation partner that that's the product that you're buying has supplied you, right? Uh-huh. Uh, in this case, it was a Workday one and there was a Workday certified partner on it. And she's like, we brought you in because we know that they are here for Workday. We need someone who's here for us. And can say, you know, and work with them. And I mean, it was a great project. Once we all kind of realized what everybody was here to do, it was working with that implementation partner and making sure, I mean, because implementation partners have one job, get you live and get gone. Yeah. Minimal viable product and go to the next one. They don't have to live in the system. 
you yeah. got the, 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 you know, the company has to live in the system. They don't. Yeah. And that's where we've been really helpful. And, you know, and, and my job advising on these things is we'll tell you what's possible, not what's the minimal viable. Mm-hmm. Like, there is something, you know, if most of these systems can be customized to meet a business need, that's why they get bought, right? They get, they, you know, people purchase their licenses. It's just a matter of having someone to tell you how to meet those needs. Yeah. And, you know, frankly, pushes back when you need to push back. Yeah. So that's my job. I, I love the way you put that because I think it, it makes so much sense. And any any of our listeners who have gone through, uh, as I'm sure most of them have, gone through an, an implementation or or um, an upgrade, you name it, um, an integration of multiple systems together, um, they get it too. And, yep. and it's helpful to have someone on your side um, to guide you through that. So, and- and through the trenches. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Caleb, for joining me today on Drive Through HR. Um, really looking forward to the rest of our series as we continue talking through through this month about um, HR technology and and really how to be successful using HR technology as a as an HR leader and as an HR pro. Um, so I encourage our listeners to reach out to Caleb. That's Caleb Fullhart. Um, or connect with him via the Cielo website directly. Um, And all of that information and those links to both Caleb's LinkedIn profile um, and to how you connect with him at work are listed on the landing page for this episode. So thank you, Drive Through HR. Thank you, Caleb. Peace out. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.